Hello and welcome to episode 25 of A Muggle's Perspective, the show about a muggle and his or her perspective. I am Rogi. I am joined by Brayden. Brayden, how are you? I am well. How about yourself? I have no complaints about my state. That is splendid. I'm glad that you think so, Brayden. I would, Mike, I would like to make a slight correction on your intro. I believe it is episode 26, not 25. <laughs> you are right. Is that the first time I've not even corrected myself? Made a mistake. And just, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, is that... Have I, this is a weird feeling, doing something not perfectly. Those of us mere mortals, we have to live with it every day. So, it, it happens. We're not as far into this book as I thought we were. I'll be honest. <laughs> a rousing endorsement. No, I Brandon. no. Last week when you said like, "Hey, we're getting close to the end," um, hmm. I thought that meant like four more chapters. Gotcha. And I looked at the rest of the audiobook chapters today and was like, "Oh, that's not the case." By my count, we've got four more episodes. Okay. I'll spoil it right now. Next week, we're going to record one chapter. Interesting. I'm Yeah, I'm like a manager, an MLB manager trying to set things up for the last couple innings here. We're going to go one chapter. So like a setup, man, like a seventh inning guy. Yeah, I'm bringing in our, like a middle reliever. Okay. And so that'll be good. So this week we're covering chapters 14 and 15 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, Brayden, you are like a Harry Potter expert, right? That's your, that's our shtick? I am Harry Potter. Is that you're Harry Potter, mm-hmm. and so you're teaching me about Harry Potter? Yes. I painstakingly okay. drag you through these books, mm-hmm. um, try to make you understand, but... right. It's very it's it's a forthright and straightforward effort by you. Yeah, I do my best. There's no we don't joke around here. Yeah. So if you're looking for a nonsense nonsensical podcast with comic value, you've come to the wrong place. Yeah. Mhm. We have no catchphrases. We don't dally with trifling quibbles of any kind. Ditto. <laughs> I don't think that even made sense. I don't think so either. Uh, before we get into our chapter discussion, our what's the way I'm trying to put this? Our listening audience have, has finally come through. Like I can actually thank you guys for once. You know, <laughs> normally, when, normally we we're sitting here like, man, we have a a phone number that you can call to leave us a voicemail, but no one ever does it. And so I guess I'm not thanking all of you, but I am thanking Jordan Gillette. So thank you, Jordan Gillette. We are thanking the patrons, too. We do thank the patrons. That's true. Thank you, Carla. Thank you, Nate. What other patrons are there? Joseph? Those are the those are the wizard tier patrons. Thank you to all patrons. You have no thanks to give? I said my thanks. Thank you, patrons. We're thanking the patrons. Thank you <laughs> okay. again. For all that you um, do. So we've got, yeah, we've got a howler. I'm going to play it now, and then Jeremy's going to play it 
really later. Do we, and it's gonna be do we have a, a wolf howling sound effect like before <laughs> this? Uh, I think it should be a George Weasley howling sound effect. Yeah, right? any kind of howl. I just feel like yeah, yeah. Okay. Or so, I mean, I don't, George isn't much of a howler. He might he'd bark though. We could get him to bark for sure. Yeah. I snuck into Jeremy's house today to get the microphone, and Daphne was there, and she did not stop barking the whole time. She did her job. Just exclusively barking. Yeah, I said, you did a good job defending the house, Mm -hmm. Daphne. Nice job. All right, here is Jordan's howler. Hi, my name is Jordan. I'm a Thunderbird, and um, I wanted to share one of my top five favorite moments from a mother's perspective. I'm currently catching up on some episodes, and so in episode 20, um, when Rogi asks if alfalfa and soybeans are the same thing, and Brayden is so indignant and disgusted and says, <laughs> no. Um, it was like a total turn of the table, and uh, normally I do cheer for uh, Brayden to make foolish mistakes, but it was nice um, to, to hear you confident and on top, Brayden. Um, that's it. Have a great uh, episode. So that's everything you want out of a howler, you know? Jordan said right off the bat, he said he was a thunderbird, and I know you guys can't hear our commentary, but Braden just goes, he's a what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but um, I like Jordan. So do you know Jordan? Yeah, Jordan's great. I'm sorry? Do you know Jordan? Yeah, um, Jordan... Let's see. What are the ways that I know Jordan? He was the great student body chaplain for a little while while I was there. He was on a hall with some guys that I'm friends with in the past. So, like, he hangs around with some people that I hung around with. Um, Jordan proceeded to marry one of my friend's sisters. So I've hung out with him in that context a few times. Jordan is also um, a pretty short guy. And he and that gives him a very similar stature to one of my good friends, AJ. So there's, there were always jokes about, like, if you look across campus, you think it's one or the other. Because they're pretty short. Uh, Jordan actually grew up in a town in Virginia where my where Rachel, my wife, her family was going to move at one point. So those are some of the things. Yeah, he's, you, a, he's a pastor. You know Jordan. I do. Yeah. He worked at Clearwater where Jeremy works. Sweet. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he he appreciated me being put in my place, which, like, I'm I'm here for the content, but that's not my that's not my favorite thing is being put in my place, <laughs> I guess. Well, so. it needed to happen on that particular in that particular conversation. Yeah, did you look back fondly on that time where you got to school me on? I am now. Grins? Yeah, I hadn't really thought about it since, but I'm glad Jordan. Brought that up Because now I feel good about myself (laughs) And that's what you're Uh, for Listeners We're going to have to cancel the howler If it's making Braden feel good about himself (laughs) This is too positive It's nice to get a little bit of that in Before you destroy me throughout the episode As I try to figure out Harry Potter I don't think I do it meanly Not most of the time Yeah I think we (laughs) Thanks I think that it sometimes gets overblown. A lot of the time, I'll just agree with what you're saying, even though I inwardly and all the listeners know that what you're saying is actually dumb. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. And I let and I just let you do it. And so it's mean of me to not guide you to do the truth directly, maybe. Yeah. It's also just mean of you to say that I, what I'm saying is dumb. <laughs> like right yeah, now I'm being that mean. That hurts a little. It's 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 that it's Man, I mean, picture it this way. No, no, you don't have to explain yourself. I realize it. I'm here for it. (laughs) I wouldn't agree to do this podcast if I didn't know what I was saying right now is dumb. But it doesn't make it feel any better. That's true. It's not, I'm not, I just, I want to clarify for the listeners. I'm not saying Braden is dumb or that it's like it's stupid that he's saying these things. It's just like. Before we started recording, he told me I was that's dumb. Not, that's not true. Before I started recording, I, I just tried to get him to agree to talk about basketball with me. That's all that happened. It, like if. No. If. No. Okay. So did you. Those people I don't know, are not so regular cool. football watchers, right? I made a pact with myself okay. when the Patriots right. won and the so AFC Championship game when that I would not watch the I Super had this Bowl experience I will watching not it. Watch Tom Brady and like, another there's a like high school girl that showed up and went through, and she go at one point she was like, "See, the Rams seem to do better when they throw it far. I don't understand why aren't they just doing yes. that?" And you're like. I don't like this. Like, I need you to not say that because no. you're you're ignorant. Most of the time, not. I guess. Yeah. Like, you just don't know what you're talking about. And so it's like that's she's not dumb. It's just that she doesn't know that what she's saying just isn't relevant or true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's kind of what it's like. You're like the girl at a football game, except like you, I guess. You're self-aware more than that girl might be. Yeah. That's true. Hey, little girl, what you said is dumb. At first you were afraid, you were petrified. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was. So we're going to save the other howler for later in the episode, break it up a little bit, because it's time for us to get started on the chapter discussion. Every week before we record, beep, 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 beep. chapter discussion. We always say, oh, this will be a short week. And then, and then. It's not. So chapter chapter 14, Snape's Grudge. Let's see. Snape's Fudge. Snape's Fudge. This chapter is about Severus Snape having diarrhea. Snape, Severus Snape the confectioner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're on page 269 in the Pew Bibles, for those of you reading along at home. So we... Oh, should we do a Braden's Brief here? You're not expecting it, so it's the perfect time. Oh, my computer's frozen. Okay, Braden's Brief. Can I get a one-minute rundown of what happened in at least Chapter 13? Just give me the back half of Chapter 13. Catch us up to where we need to be, okay? Okay. Five, four, three... Two, two and a half, one, go. Um, Ron and Harry decide that um, as they go back to Hogsmeade, um, Harry's going to use his invisibility cloak this time. He does it. He throws mud at Malfoy's face, throws mud at Crabbe and Goyle, trips them. It's really funny, except then the invisibility cloak slips off and he sneaks back with it. And uh, Snape catches him and gives him, makes him give the Marauders map, and uh, Lupin basically bails him out. And time, very good. I like this 
tradition of doing Braden's Brief at a time that surprises you because we always uh, we all, there's always some miscommunication because I was wanting you to recap chapter 13 the one before to like get us caught up to where we are but I like that you did 14 I like that about us yeah isn't that what happened the last brief yeah 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 well the chance of me accurately recapping last week's chapter after not having the like a, a second to even remember what happened is right is that's pretty, the point like that's, that's the whole point that's not gonna go well if you have time to think about it you just go back to the last tab and read my summary of the chapter if you give me the time to think about it i will figure it out yeah so but i didn't summarize this chapter so there you go uh, yeah, I think you hit a lot of really good stuff. We've got Harry going to Hogsmeade with the invisibility cloak. I'm sure you are happy about that. Um, we do get there's a little a little lead up to that though. We don't just start out in Hogsmeade. We start out in sort of the aftermath of Sirius Black having broken into Gryffindor Tower. Remember this? Yep. You're here for you. you heard about this, folks? You know about this? I've heard of it. And uh, he shredded Ron's like bed drapery hanging things. Mm hmm. Yep. That's what they're called. And um, yeah, so Ron's kind of enjoying being in the spotlight for once. Likes yeah. to tell his story. What do you think about this uh, run as the celebrity of the group dynamic? I think that this will be a funnier part of, or not, maybe not funny, but like amusing part of the movie. Is uh, Ron finally getting to show? I'm imagining he's just telling this story um, to anyone who will listen, <laughs> and like you can't understand most of it because and he's like wolfing down a turkey leg. And I was like, bring it on, Sheriff Black. I'm gonna. I'll take it down. Uh, but in a British accent, I guess. And I saw him there, and I was like, "Bring it yeah. on, Sears yeah. Black." <laughs> <laughs> Just and stand I was me like, for. She said that for. <laughs> she knew that. That was scary, though, isn't it? She have a big knife for. There is, I mean, we talked about this a little bit last episode, and Harry wonders it. Why did he not just kill Ron at the time? Do you have any involved theories about this? I don't. I know you want me to have one, and that would be exciting. I have no idea. You can't even I hazard really a guess. Why he would not kill Ron? Yeah. Like, if you could kill Ron, you I... would, probably. It's like, a, you, you can get away with murder. So just, like, do it. You know, who doesn't want to just like kill someone? <laughs> um, mm, no such thing. It's like another conversation, I think, that maybe you and I should have off the air. Um, I don't know why he wouldn't kill Ron. I feel like that's the the biggest question of this book right now. Right? I mean, you were led to. You've been led to believe that this guy doesn't care uh, about killing people. And then he had a chance, and as far as we know, he didn't kill anyone. Right? So you're kind of at a crossroads. Yeah. I, it's, it just doesn't make sense. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> well, hopefully you figure something yeah, I, out. I really don't have anything for you. Uh, Neville is it just it's not going well for Neville. Is Neville close? Are, you, are we surprised that Neville hasn't been expelled? Kind of. I'm a little more surprised. Um, yeah, I just... Mm-hmm. I realize they're just kids, but, like, how many chances... I talked about this last episode. How many chances do you give, you know, somebody like Neville before you say, like, man, he's he's taking the spot of another student that, like... <laughs> Probably could be an actual wizard. Just bring a muggle in here who's going to try harder, and, like, he might be able to yeah. do better. Yeah, because I just don't see Neville really doing anything in the wizarding world very successfully. He, let's run through his punishments here. He can't go to Hogsmeade anymore. He has detention, and he's not allowed to know the password. And so I don't... Neville yeah, is forced to wait outside it. for somebody to let him in. And it seems like he could slip in with people pretty easily, right? But maybe they're also punishing him by not letting him in either. You would think so, yeah. And then he gets a howler. So that's on brand for us and for him. Yeah, so I kind of forgot that those were a thing. You thought we just named it randomly. Yeah, a little bit. So when I was reading this, I was like, oh, well, that's kind of cool. We do that. Mm -hmm. That's where that came from. Jordan does that. Yeah. Forgot about that. So that's good. And then we kind of were sort of broken out of that. There's like a quick snap to like, we have to care about Hagrid again. Do you think about Hagrid when he's not on the page? I don't, but I'm always glad when he returns. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like an old dog, like that's there at your parents' house, you know. Just a really big dog. Yeah, you're just glad to see him. Mm-hmm. Glad he's still alive. Ron thinks that he wants to hear Ron's story about Sirius Black, which is cute. Um, but that is not what Hagrid wants. What does Hagrid want with Harry and Ron at this point? He wants them to stop being tools and be nice to Hermione. Because, I mean, at, at, like, at when Crookshanks first murdered Scabbers, (laughs) R.I.P. Rip Scabbers. I understood Ron's, like, anger. Mm -hmm. To an extent, I I still think, like, come on, man, it's a rat. Um, Right, there's a barrier there. But, yeah, last... I mean, especially in this chapter and, and really most of 13, it was like, you're just being a jerk. Mm-hmm. Cut it out, Ron. Come off it. Come off it. Come off it, Ron. What did you say that for? So you agree with Hag? <laughs> you agree with Hagrid that they need to be lining up on Hermione? Because Hermione's been working hard working on Buckbeak's defense case. Yeah, on top of the 17 classes she's taking. Mm-hmm. So, And so I think this is a really good example of how good JKR is of an, a writer. She, you're so far in Harry's head that just, just exactly as Harry had forgotten to be helping Hagrid, you also, in the same amount of time, forgot that he was supposed to be doing that, you know? Right. 
us that we as readers have that same feeling. And so we just we're so in Harry and with Harry and know what he's thinking that we feel the same like twinge of like, oh, we're supposed to be helping Hagrid with that thing. My bad, Hagrid. Like it gets you a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, for the kind of help he needs, I feel like Hermione was the best help anyways. So Yeah, but we can't just do that with everything. Like Harry could still be emotional support. He can be there. It's more fun to study with people. Right. Harry could be there in the library with them, you know, making the whole thing go a little better. That is true. He can he can shoulder some of the emotional heft. And there's there's plenty of heft to be shared, to be shouldered. I was listening to another Harry Potter podcast this last week, and they said, they sincerely said emotional heft. And I was both like, ugh, and also, thank you, you know? That's a valid phrase. Is that where you got it, or it's just coincidence? No, it's just a regular phrase. It's not a regular phrase. I don't agree. That's a thing that people say in the world. In like... Maybe the, maybe in Warsaw, but... I <laughs> I don't know. No, in terms of like pe- when you're talking about literature and movies and stuff. So it's it's a literary term. Uh, yeah, kind of. You wouldn't come home from work and be like, "Man, work was emotionally hefty today." I feel like but I you should. Would, <laughs> Hannah would not stand for that. She but might. you would you would say it when you're describing like a piece of prose. If you if you're in a position where you're going to say the word prose, then I could see you saying emotional heft. Yeah, I can't argue with that, I guess, because I don't know what it's like to use the word prose. <laughs> so I can't yeah, I can't speak You're more to that. into cons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Rogie's joke of the week. Um Hagrid wants him to be nice to Hermione. Hagrid says he has a fun line on the bottom of page two seventy four. If I can, uh, if we can bring back the prisoner of Ad- as quote ban segment here, uh, Ron Ron says if she'd just get rid of that cat, I'd speak to her again. But she's still sticking up for it. It's a maniac, and she won't hear a word against it. And then Hagrid comes in with just a real winner. Ah oh, well, people can be a bit stupid about their pets. Like Hagrid's the stupidest about his pets, you know. He's the stupidest. If I'm, pets. if I was to explain to you what I like about this quote, <laughs> is that it's ironic, like rain on your wedding day. <laughs> you like that? Oh, I'm always down for an Alanis Morissette reference. <laughs> always. You've come on the right podcast. If you wanted me. To only make that one reference. Also, uh, what I like about what you said earlier is that it is a fact about the way things are said by Perd Happily. <laughs> we, yeah, I feel like we were doing that in the intro. We were doing our Perd Happily a little bit. Yeah, but you have to kind of say things like backwards and <laughs> I don't Redundantly, know. It's, yeah. it's not as easy to like quote as you would think. Because mm-hmm. I've tried, like, just now, I kind of butchered it, and I... Just now, what I did to that quote was, in some sense, butchering it. <laughs> yes. That was pretty good, yeah. Thank you. It's just, it's harder to talk like that than 
like I I kind of every time I try to quote Pert happily I have more respect for that actor <laughs> if you're not careful it slips into an Obama impression yeah yeah a little bit because it's, it's uh, some of the same intonations the American people uh that's it. That's it. <laughs> I was more indecisive yeah. in here. Now you just have to say things really quickly. And yeah, but then with gaps. Right. Long, pauses. long pause, like thoughtful gaps, and then quick things that are political and make sense. <laughs> so Hagrid and Hermione. I didn't know. I guess going into this chapter, it kind of strikes you that Hagrid and Hermione are pretty close. I like that. That's good, right? Yeah. It's like it's like her older brother. Mm-hmm. Or like a really cool uncle. A funkle. It's like her fun uncle that she's trying to help get through night school. <laughs> it, he's also a drunkle. He's getting his GED. Yeah. It's, yeah. Good for him. Yeah. I mean, he's bettering himself. Mm-hmm. He's trying to save Buckbeak. Mm. Save it, Brayden. I can hear I can hear the beef welling up inside of you. Longing to burst forth. I'll put it back in the fridge. <laughs> Keep, let it marinate a little bit longer. Alright. Um So this is good. So we we get we we're talking to Hagrid, and then they go back to the common room. Oh, Hogsmeade next weekend. Maybe maybe you can sneak to Hogsmeade. And Hermione comes up and is like just threatens to tattle on them. At least she's just being blunt about it now. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is what I'm gonna do when you do that thing. This is this is what I'm gonna do. So at this point, when she says that, are you expecting Ron to be a little nicer to her after that Hagrid conversation? I yeah, I kind of would have thought so, but mm-hmm. but he is not, dude. Scabbers is not easily forgotten. No, he he does the can you hear someone talking, Harry? Like not looking at her thing. Yeah, that's cold. But yeah, there is no Hagrid did not soften Ron's heart towards Hermione. Um, and then that, so that leads us to the, sort of the crux of the chapter, which is what you jumped into with Braden's brief. Harry and Ron are going to sneak Harry into Hogsmeade mm-hmm. under the invisibility cloak. Mm-hmm. Is this a good idea? What do you think about this plan, such as this? Um, I mean, you got to keep in mind how old they are. Mm-hmm. And it just sucks that Harry's not allowed to go. It does it's not, suck. It's not fair. So it's not fun. With with bearing those things in mind, if I'm their age, I yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, if you've got an invisibility cloak, use it. But what if there's a notorious mass murderer chasing after you that's known to be in the area? Dude, he's gonna get to him regardless. So it's a devil may care sort of like bring it on sort of thing. I don't know. It's just, it's going to happen. Are we worried that Sirius Black is using that passageway to get into Hogwarts? A little bit, but I also mm-hmm. think Sirius Black is Lupin, so. That's true. I think he's already in Hogwarts. Mm, that's true. Making a lot of good points about whether or not Sirius Black is not Lupin. Uh, Snape <laughs> s- seems to sort of suspicious. 
what's going on here before Harry even leaves. A little suspicious. Yeah, what do we think about Snape's ability to pretty accurately suss out what's going on when he should have no knowledge? I think he just smells it in the air with that abnormally large nose. And he's just so much more, like, intelligent than Harry. Yes. He, he, he can figure him out. Yeah, I don't know. He's... I think he's just always assuming Harry is trying to do something, like, mischievous. So, I mean, when That's you're doing that, wise. you're yeah. just constantly in suspicion mode. Yeah. You know? And, like... It's sort of like, uh, what's a good example? It's like betting against the Browns or something. Yeah. Like, if you just do that constantly, then, like, you're going to get a lot of things right. Yeah. Because Harry is being mischievous. Right. Usually. He's mischieving. He's mischievous. Can you be just chievious? That's a good question. What, like what would that be? Like, you're up to good? Like, so it's, you're doing good deeds? Like... Yeah, but in the open, yeah. Yeah. You're fixing situations. Being very chievious. I think that's I think that's a real thing. I think I'm going to start using that. Mm-hmm. You need to be more chievious like your sister. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, uh, we go... Harry sneaks into Hogsmeade pretty successfully... Snape is suspicious of it. Our next scene that we sort of get is at the Shrieking Shack, mm -hmm. right? We're talking about the Shrieking Shack, and then you can hear Malfoy come in. And you can hear him, but you can smell him, too. Yeah. You just know there's a Malfoy coming. <laughs> and... The Malfoy is afoot. Yeah. And so he just... It, it struck me here how much he just lies. Like, he's just been lying constantly for months. I guess I just don't about, understand why that shocks you. Well, he, I mean, it's like, I, I guess I was taken aback a little bit by the breadth of his falsehoods. He's lying about Buckbeak being dangerous. He yeah, successfully got again. away with pretending to have a broken arm. About not being able to use it for three months. Why were people believing him? I, I don't know. I feel like there's just this, like, fear of the Malfoy name. Like, he hasn't earned any of it. I think it's just because mm -hmm. of his dad, but yeah. I think that there's this, like, sort of subconscious fear that people have. Like, he's always got those two goons walking around with him like he's a big deal, and his dad's mm -hmm. a big deal, so... I don't know. So it's it's good to see Harry put him in his place a little bit. Yeah, I'm all for it. Walk me through Invisible Harry antics. Well, so, I mean, um, Malfoy comes in, like, talking crap about Ron's family and their social status. Mm -hmm. Classic Malfoy. And uh, Ron... He's just the biggest jerk. He is. Like, who does that? Yeah. I... He is scum. But... Mm -hmm. So, Ron... Harry is, like, pretty quick to hold Ron back because I think Ron would just go beat him to death with a turkey leg and mm -hmm. which honestly I would I would have rather that happened um, but Harry uses the invisibility cloak really well here shockingly yeah and uh, just splatters a mud pie right on 
Malfoy's face. Mm-hmm. And then proceeds to hit Crab and Goyle as well. Um, With, like, sticks? Yeah. And more mud. Yeah. And, they're, I mean, they're freaking out. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, Harry, I think, gets a little too full of himself. Doesn't make sure that he is uh, out of the way of a falling crab or Goyle or whichever one it was. And they uh, pull his cloak off a little bit. So now he is a floating Harry Potter head. And uh, Malfoy sees him and freaks out. I always have some questions about this scene. When you picture the invisibility cloak, describe it to me. Like, what is it like physically? Um, Are you thinking blanket? No, I'm thinking more like... Uh, hooded robe? Hooded robe. Oh, what's... Uh, is it Darth Maul in, St- in Star Wars? Sure, probably. That, that kind of thing. Okay. So that's because I'm, I'm wondering how he's able to scoop up the mud but stay invisible, like his hands, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. So is it just like while you're wearing the cloak, your hands stay invisible but not your head? Yeah, I hadn't thought that much in detail about it, but that doesn't make a ton of sense. Yeah. I don't entirely get it. Like, they step on the hem of it, and it seems like if his arms are through armholes, then stepping on it would make you kind of lurch down, not necessarily just have the whole thing slide off your head a little bit. Which leads me to believe that maybe it's more blanket-y. Could be. Could be more like a shawl. Yeah. What's a shawl? Um, it's like a, it's like a huge blanket with a hole in it for your head. Okay, I thought that was a poncho. That's the way I, I'd look at it. Is that not what a poncho is? Well, that's a waterproof. Like a shawl is, is like a literal blanket. Isn't that what like a Mexican poncho is? Like a drug rug yeah, type poncho? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not well versed in shawls. <laughs> Finally, something that just neither, we're both like, uh, yeah, I don't... Yeah, if anyone out there has good info on shawls or Mexican please. ponchos, please howl. Yep. Please howl at us about shawls. I know I somewhat famously, in terms of Rachel, I she has like a bunch of scarves, as one does. Right? <laughs> sure. Girls. Sure. Uh, I call them all pashminas because <laughs> I learned the word pashmina <laughs> on the day of my wedding. And was like, cool, that's what women's scarves are now. Mm. I learned it, it was um, not from... explained to me any better. I learned the, what, the, what a pashmina, or I heard the word pashmina um, from the Lonely Islands, I'm on a boat. Mm. That was the first time I heard that. Had to look, what up, had to look up what that was. Still I don't understand. Have, I remember that song, but I have no recollection of that context. Uh, yeah, at some point he says something about a pashmina afghan. Huh. Well, that I thought a pashmina was basically a scarf. Yeah. I, so I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it means it's from Afghanistan. I could do some research on it. I, I don't know. Get back to me. Yeah. Okay. We'll circle back. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that. We'll close that loop. It'll be good. So Harry, as you said, is revealed a little bit. And now we get kind of a fun scene where Harry and Malfoy are engaged in like a several mile race. Back to Hogwarts, right? Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, Lucius, or, uh, 
Draco takes off sprinting, I assume just straight to Snape. And it's mm-hmm. like Harry has to go back through the tunnels then, right? Yeah. So this would be fun to watch like on the Marauders map. You're just seeing the dots it's kinda like, like whizzing Pac-Man. across the yeah. page. Yeah. <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. It's kinda like Pac-Man. And Malfoy must just be a lot faster than Harry. Because he's able to get there, find Snape, tell Snape the whole story, and then Snape makes it all the way back to the entrance of the tunnel in time to just catch Harry. Yeah. Yeah, Malfoy was faster for sure. And that's hard. Like, I want Harry to be faster than Malfoy. I wish he had the firebolt at that time. Yeah, why not just bring that with you if you're already invisible? I feel like that would be hard to keep under your cloak. Under your under your pashmina. So yeah, he gets back, and mm-hmm. uh, Snape is ready to just eat him alive. And he's Snape is just eating Harry's lunch here. Snape is like Sherlock Holmes in this situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, you've got this stuff you shouldn't have. You don't have an alibi, and I hate you. <laughs> so <laughs> that's part of it. You've got mud on your... You've literally got mud on your hands. Yeah, he's... He's pretty well framed. Not framed, that's the wrong word, but... He's he's cornered. He toast. And then now on page 284, can we talk about that Harry just starts yelling at Snape? Yeah, I'm all for it. I was kind of hoping they'd get in a fight. Like a magic fight? Yeah. How does that turn out well for our protagonist, Harry Potter? Um, he's able to use a Patronus, too. Ooh, like Snape is basically a Dementor. Yeah. Okay. And he, it, okay. he just melts Snape. Mm-hmm. That could have been good. We get, yeah, so Harry's just yelling at Snape, and we get a little bit of uh, Snape and James' backstory. What do you think about this? Page 285. Yeah, so he's telling Harry that uh, James Potter did save his life, but it's only because he chickened out at the last moment of a, uh, like a prank that would have, Snape says it would have killed him. And so... Do do you believe Snape on that count? That it would have killed him? I don't think I do. Or about any of it? You think that Snape is giving Harry... What Snape wants Harry to hear. I think that Snape has a side to this story, and I'm not saying that, like, the prank wasn't a real thing, but. Yeah, I don't. I don't He's gotten. I don't think I believe that, like, James isn't. I don't know. Maybe because he used to run around with Sirius Black, and didn't we learn last couple chapters that, like, they were kind of. Uh, kind of what? Ornery. Yeah, a little bit Fred and George-ish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I guess it's not that hard. Like, it's not that much of a stretch, but... Yeah, but but that it would actually be able to kill him? I don't, I don't buy that. So, Sam's got a little bit of an axe to grind. He's got an agenda mm-hmm. with his version of the story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Things are not looking great for Harry. Up to the point where the Marauder's map is just hurling actually mean insults. Mean and accurate? 
somehow. Right. Insults to Snape. What do you make of this? Why are these insults so accurate? I I didn't understand this part. Like, who were those people <laughs> that it was naming? I know I've heard those names before, but... They're the people whose names pop up on the cover of the map when you first start to use okay. it. Okay, who are they? They're Mooney, Wormtail, Petfoot, and Prongs. I don't know. What do you want, what do you want from me? I just want to know who they are. Are they the manufacturers of this map? Are they... That's definitely the implication. Where's the Marauder's map chapter? That's my uh, time machine sound. We're going back in time here. All right. I'm on page 192. The bottom of page 192 for me, it says, Messrs. Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs, purveyors of aids to magical mischief makers, are proud to present the Marauder's Map. So what do you make of that? Nothing, really. <laughs> I still don't. Gobbled a good yeah, deal. I still don't know what to do with that. <laughs> like, were they ex-students? Who's to say? They know a lot about Hogwarts. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's important or not, but I have no idea who that is or why. Why they can talk to Snape through a map. <laughs> And it's like, Harry's going to die. Like, is Snape going to kill Harry? What are you worried is going to happen to Harry here for a hot second? I, um... For a split second, it was like... Okay, Snape finally has, like, the real evidence that can, like... Kind of damn Harry. Mm -hmm. You know? Like... I don't, I don't really see how Dumbledore can bail him out of this one. Um... And then Lupin shows up? Yeah, I don't get this either. Um, Snape just throws, like, some glitter in the air and yells, like, Lupin! And he just shows up. So I'm thinking that's flu powder. Remember how Harry got to Diagon Alley? Yeah, but don't you have Ron's to be house? the one throwing it to travel? Like, can you just throw it and make someone teleport to you? Um, I'm guessing that it's sort of like... A closed circuit where, like, all the Hogwarts fires are so, sort of connected. And so it's a little bit easier to just sort of jump your voice into Lupin's fire. Does that make sense? Yeah, I just... I, I don't know. It seems kind of weird that, like, maybe Lupin doesn't really want to have a word with Snape, but Snape can just be like, you know, throw the powder and, yeah, you're here now. So that makes sense. Yeah, not a lot of privacy involved right. with being a Hogwarts professor. So Lupin shows up, and he just sort of, like, waves his... He just, like, these are not the droids you're looking for, gets Harry out of the room. Is that how you would equate it? Like, what did Lupin do? Yeah, he just sort of, like... I don't know, kind of talks his way out of it without really saying anything. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand how Snape didn't press the issue more. I think he was so taken back by this map and the fact that it's calling him out on all his flaws. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, I don't know. Lupin just kind of smooth talks his way through it and chalk. And then Ron, Ron shows up? Yeah, Ron uh, shows up at the right time to, uh, when he's out of breath, say that uh, he gave all that stuff in the pockets, in Harry's pockets, to him last time they went to Hogsmeade, and that just kind of helps Lupin get through his story quicker. I'm proud of Ron here, because Ron's been sprinting too, and Ron, while sprinting, was like, okay... What's going to happen? Malfoy's going to go to Snape. Snape's going to find the Zonko stuff. So I have to go and bail Harry out and show how he got that stuff. Like, he figured it out. He is good at chess. Mm. We forget. He's thinking one step ahead. Yeah. So they get out, and then Lupin is, like, pretty stern with Harry. He's like, I know about the map. I know it's a map. Uh, I can't believe you didn't hand it in. What did you think about that? So sticking with the fact that I think Lupin is serious Black, I think sure. he either stole the map when he was a student or had a hand in creating the map. Okay, so Lupin, Lupin slash Sirius Black had a hand in creating the map or stole it when he was a student. Mm-hmm. Do we have a better name than Lupin slash Sirius? Can we combine those words at all? Um, yeah, let's try. Um, Luperius? Luperius, that's good. Okay, I'll use that as or serpent. saving the snow predictions. Serpin is a little gross. I like Luperius. What are your thoughts? Yeah, probably Luperius. Good, Luperius. Hey, Braden, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, which is a really cool Etsy shop called 4612. I love Etsy. Tell me more. <laughs> I know you do famously love Etsy. So 4612 is a shop featuring handmade hot cold packs, actually. So have you ever used one of those, like, rice packs? Yeah, I know what those are. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any, right. so I need to shop here on this on this 4612 Etsy shop, which I'm looking at right now, and they have literally any kind of themed cold pack you could think of. Yeah. So the thing about rice packs is that sometimes the rice will stick through and kind of poke into you, and that's not great. So Rachel's doesn't have rice in it. They have lentils in them, which is nice, smooth, round, heavy. Um, You can also get different scents like lavender, chamomile, clove, allspice. And then, like you said, tons of different themes. So they're not only practical but cute. And we have lots of cool Harry Potter which is what they're called, the hot cold pads. Yeah, tons of Very useful. I used one today at work when it was cold, and it was great. And this shop is great, and we would love for you to go to etsy.com slash shop slash 4612 and use code MUGGLE at checkout for a discount. 
headed there right now. Get you a bab. Go and get you some bab. Uh, only thing, one more thing happens in the chapter, and it, I think it's pretty beefy. Wow, 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 wow. Brayton's beef. <laughs> I just, I didn't know where you were going to take that. I didn't really like that. Can, we, I, can we get the normal aggressive one? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you want an aggressive one. Woo, okay. Uh, what are we beefing about this week, Brayden? We're beefing that um, they're, they're going to execute Buckbeak. And... Uh, Apparently, Lucius Malfoy still has some sort of weight to throw around with committees and judicial branches and things of that nature, which I can't figure out how. But he's a. Is it just a money thing, maybe? I don't know. Maybe he's paying people off. Maybe he's like yeah. holding people's families hostage. I don't know. But. It's beef worthy. It's, yeah, it's beefy. It's beefy. Are we, is it is it an anger or is there sadness for Buckbeak? Is it just like a principle like, come on, you can't kill this thing. It's, she's just heard of Malfoy. Malfoys are idiots. Or is there actual like, oh, Buckbeak? I think it's more the first one for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... And maybe it'll be different watching the movie. I don't really have any kind of emotional attachment to Buckbeak. I appreciate right. what he is. Mm-hmm. It's more so like my hatred for Malfoy. Yeah. He's a he's a conduit for your Malfoy hate. I respect that. That's respectable. Well, uh, before we jump into chapter fifteen, I promised not one but two howlers. How lie. So let's get our second howler on the phone. Nope, that one's still Jordan. Okay, this one. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Oh, 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 oh. That was the whole thing. Yeah, that was. So that was literally a howl. Yeah. We told people to do that. So who? Who? What's your guess? Who was that? Well, it's not a guess. You told me who it was before the episode. I have regrets. <laughs> That was your lovely wife, Rachel. It was Rachel, and she is lovely. Thank you for saying that. Uh, yeah, Rachel just howled for six seconds. Um, should that just be the new howler theme? Uh, yeah, maybe we should require that if you're going to call into the howler, you have to howl okay. first. I like where you're going with that. I like putting specific rules on things we're requesting our listeners to do. I do. I really like that. I don't know if we're if we have the leverage to do so because we're just begging. No, for we howls. don't. We don't. I I don't care if you howl or not. I think it'd be funny, and I think you should if you're going to call into right. it. Okay. But I'm I'm firmly agree with that stance. Yeah. I just want like some perfunctory howls, like ow ow ow. Okay. Um. <laughs> I really need to know Braden's thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that. Should. Okay. I'm having a brain blast here. Should our listeners be called howls or howlers or something? Like fans of the podcast, you know? You know what I'm talking about? Like like believers. Yeah. What's our equivalent of that? 
It's because muggles and perspectives, one of those is not very good, and the other one's just obviously dumb. Uh huh. Um, I don't know. Maybe they should decide that for themselves. Wolves? Are they wolf? wolves? 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 Are they wolves? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> or. You care a lot about this, and that's what I appreciate. <laughs> You're like, um. Okay, <laughs> maybe. Um, they could be uh, gnomes. You know, we were <laughs> they could be we're really into Garof me there for a while. I like the idea of changing it every book. Yeah. The, yeah. If you if you were a fan during Chamber, then you were gnomes. Yeah. And then if you were a fan during, you're you're a wolf. You're a wolf. If you're a Pia, if you're a fan during Prisoner Rescue, if you howled in, mm-hmm. that's good. Uh, chapter 15, the Quidditch final. The, it seems like the playoffs got here quickly in Quidditch season. Yeah, I don't really fully understand. So we don't get a description of every game that takes place. Is that right? Um, we've gotten descriptions of all of the Gryffindor matches. So how many are in a season? Um, each team plays three because there's only three other teams to play. So a Quidditch season is only three matches? Per team, yeah. For a total of of nine games? No, it's got to be less than that. It's got to be six games. Because there's... Gryffindor plays three matches. And then... Are there not four houses? There are four houses, so think about it. Gryffindor plays all three teams, right? Yeah. And then Slytherin plays the other two teams... They play Hufflepuff and they play Ravenclaw, but we can't count the Slytherin-Gryffindor match again. Okay. Right? Okay. So then the only one left is Hufflepuff versus Ravenclaw. So each team... Okay, yeah. Plays every other team once. Okay. So they only go to... You only go to the stadium six times a year. So is there a playoff format, or is it just like whoever has the best record, the two best records are in the final? It's not even records, it's point differential. Interesting. And it's not... This is just the final in that it's Gryffindor's last match, and they happen to be in a position where they could theoretically catch the leader. Does that make sense? Not entirely, but I'll go with it. It It is the last game that is being played, and its outcome, by chance, could can impact the who wins but it's not like that's that's a guarantee okay so theoretically it could be like the last match of the season and not matter at all because neither team has the points Mm -hmm. yeah ravenclaw could just be like 600 points ahead of these of both these teams so it's it's a it's a nascar thing uh yeah i the way it used to be based on my understanding of those the way it used to be like you know a guy could win the last race, but if he wasn't, if he sucked all season, like he's not winning mm-hmm. the championship. So, it, I mean, sure. yeah, cool. You won some money, but. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's like that. If there were only six NASCAR races a year in the same place. Okay. I guess, is that how like Premier League football sort of, well, but you get points for winning. Yeah, you do get points for winning. Yeah. So not really the same. And I guess that's just my understanding. I guess it, I'm open to the interpretation that 
wins <laughs> could matter, but you're going to get a lot of ties, you know? Mm-hmm. You're gonna, everybody's two and one or one and two, pretty much. Right. That's, I guess that's my hang up. So I guess that's why point differential is. Yeah. The way to go. You, you need more houses if you're going to do it by wins and losses. <laughs> yeah, because like very easily, every team could be two and two at the end of the year. <laughs> at that point, it's just team versus team duel, mm-hmm. like spells. Oh, that would be good. You're up on the brooms and like cursing each other and yeah. stuff. But like, there's also a snitch flying mm-hmm. around. It's still Quidditch. You can just like harm people with spells now. So it's just Quidditch. I mi- I missed that. Oh, I said so. It's, that means it's just Quidditch. Right, because that's always happening to Harry. Oh, yeah. Yep. (laughs) So we're not to the Quidditch match yet. Uh, First we get some Hermione. We get Hagrid's letter. And then on 292, Hermione and Ron just, like, make up like that. Yeah, it is. Ron was just pretty mean to her. It is really sudden. What do you think about Hermione and Ron's... Getting back together, getting back to being friends. I thought it was a really sweet moment. Mm-hmm. I also feel that Ron and Hermione will end up together. Oh, interesting. It's like an opposites attract thing. Yeah, very much so. Okay. We'll have to keep our eye on that for sure. Are they going to have a cat or are they going to have rodents? Hmm. That's a pretty... Like, firm line in the sand. I think they'll compromise and have a family of owls. <laughs> Several, like a bunch of yeah. owls. Like, there's a lot of owl poop in like your house. What do you call, like, a bunch of owls? A peck. A peck of owls? I don't know. What uh, do you call a owl of owls? Collect. When seen together, the group is called a parliament. That's the coolest freaking thing ever. Um, parliament. Oh. Let's ride. A, it's a parliament of owls? Yeah. Did you not hear me? No, it must have been frozen. Oh, yeah. Owls a are generally solitary, owls. but when seen together, the group is called a parliament. Wow. I'm also seeing a stare of owls. I'm going with Parliament. That's so cool. Oh, yeah, of course. That's way cooler. They're going to have a Parliament of Owls. It's also telling me that geese are called a gaggle. Yeah, a gaggle of Goxen. Man, there's a lot of good questions being answered in this one search. What is the name of a group of peacocks? A triumph or something? It's a muster. <laughs> what do you call a flock of fl- flamingos? A brace. A pat. (laughs) How about a group of frogs? A group of frogs is an army? Or a march? Something like that? An army. It is an army? That's what this is saying. Yeah, I've looked these up before with my students because it's like a fun thing. It's something the middle schoolers can be interested in for four minutes in a row. So... (laughs) I've done I think it. I would fit in with your class. There's some good ones. There's a, 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 the one for lemurs is good. It's like a, an argument of lemurs or something. <laughs> it's a. It's definitely a tower of giraffes. And I like that. A city. A city of giraffes. 
<laughs> Wait, that's what you're seeing? No, no, no. I just... Oh. That would be good, too. Just making too. it funny. <laughs> just making it funny. <laughs> a, a Congress of Baboons. Congress of Baboons and a Parliament of Owls. All right, and we're back. Um... So Ron redoubles his commitment to helping Hagrid because there's an appeal. Mm-hmm. So now they've... And Ron is like, I'm going to help. Yep, they've added two to the legal team. Mm-hmm. Is Ron going to be helpful? I think so. I think Ron will come through. So that'll be good. But then, okay, so on 293, I wanted to talk about this. Malfoy is just so enjoying this. Look at him blubber. Have you ever seen anything quite as pathetic? And he's supposed to be our teacher. Like, he's just truly relishing the fact that someone else is, like, sad. Which is wild. Yeah. He has... Because usually being a jerk is, like, a result of your own insecurity. Right. And then, like, if you get to the point of actually seeing it hurt someone else, like, most people are going to feel kind of bad. And, like, back, back at off least, a little bit. At least... Yeah, they're going to back off a little bit. Or, like... I feel like he's gotten what he wanted out of mm-hmm. it. But he's just, he's really still going for it. Like, this is full-on sadistic. Yeah, he's evil. He's, yeah, they're just standing there, like, watching it on purpose as an enjoy, like, as a spectator sport. Right. And then, so walk me through Hermione slapping Malfoy. How'd you feel about this? I was really, I was thrilled. I, this will probably be what I look forward to most about the movie. Mm-hmm. Is this like a pause the audiobook and just like applaud sort of yeah. moment for you? Yeah, I thought she was going to do it twice. Like a pop, pop, you know. Because <laughs> she, she, she wanted yeah, to. she reaches her hand back again and Ron tries to get in the way and she about slaps him for, for doing that. And then she pulls out her wand, and you're like, oh, wow. She's just going to finish him off. She's, she's going to really mess Malfoy yeah. up. Wish she would have. It is sad that Ron stops her doing that. Yeah, it is. So that was good. But then Hermione's clearly still writing, like, that energy as they go to divination. Oh, I mean, we get, like, two pages of... Hermione didn't go to charms class. Mm-hmm. Did Do we care about that? Do we care? Just a little do we care sneak peek? Do we care about that? About her not going to charms class? Yeah. I feel like she has learned how to, I don't know what you call this in magic world, but like be two places at once. That, that, you know, that's like a sixth year spell. That's pretty advanced. And she just figured it out. Or McGonagall, like, taught it to her so that she could take all the classes she wanted to take. Oh, maybe. Seems like that could be a little dangerous. Uh-huh. Um, but she does make it to divination class. Right. And just has no time for Trelawney. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm all for that. This, this has been coming for a while. We're on 298 here. Trelawney is looking into Harry's crystal ball and is like, my dear, it's here. It's it's stalking towards you. And Hermione's like, oh, my freaking gosh, lady. Like, are you serious? Like, you're still into the grim? Yeah, this is I feel like this is Hermione's like breakout. Like she just. She doesn't care anymore. 
She's this is her fight song. Yeah, she, <laughs> she's just like stressed out beyond belief and just does not care anymore. But like she just walks out of class and like yells at a teacher. Yeah. That's not normal. Hermione was going to tell on Harry for sneaking out to Hogsmeade. Like, Hermione's not a habitual line stepper. That's what I mean. I think it's her uh, breakout. Mm hmm. Are we going to see more of this Hermione going forward? I sure hope so. I think Ron hopes you so want too. Your Hermione. You <laughs> <laughs> got Ron a little hot and bothered. Uh, yeah, extrapolate on that for me. Um, Ron's like, Ron likes a woman that takes yeah. charge. Yeah, he does. He gets he's like, he wants his Hermione as sassy as possible. <laughs> yeah, he's. I think he gets kind of red in the face, and is he pulling at his collar a I little think bit? So. Okay. Well, we'll keep we'll keep tabs on that. Um, we go. It's Easter. We get like a page about it being Easter. And so then at this point, we're pretty much just into the Quidditch match. We do have a little bit I wanted to bring up um, some of the pre-Quidditch match tension. How Oliver Wood is he, um, here on page 300. He just keeps saying, like, Harry, we have to be up. Remember, by more than 50 points. More than 50 points, Harry. Do you get it? Do you get it, Harry? And it's just not that complicated of a concept to me. So it, I wonder why Wood is doing it this way, you know? Yeah, I, I'm kind of over Oliver Wood. I'm not, I'm not going to, like, miss him when he graduates, I don't think. He's just a little too intense. He's a little extra. A little extra. A little extra. Um, there's some fights in the corridors. That's fun. I like that. Yeah. I... This is a real rivalry. It's serious. So there you go. Um, we get a weird, hairy dream sequence. Uh, yeah. On bottom of 302. But what I wanted to point out is then there on 303 to 304, Harry is pretty sure he sees Crookshanks and a giant dog mm -hmm. down on the grounds of Hogwarts. What do you make of this? Um... I assume it's the Grim, right? But what does that mean? I mean, Harry's seen this three times. Has it, why hasn't he died yet if this is really a Grim situation? Crookshanks is involved? Yeah. I guess he's going to die at the end of the book and the series is going to be over. Yeah. What can be about Ron and Hermione and just their depression? Could be. Hagrid. Hagrid's a mess if Harry dies yeah. here. It's not gonna go well. Yeah, he's just gonna maybe drink himself really into an oblivion. <laughs> he's gonna, yeah, it's going to happen. Uh, maybe it, it, everything pivots, and now it's a book about Draco Malfoy. Yeah, he's like an anti-hero. I think that's what happens. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, anything else before we get to the match? I don't think so. Okay, talk to me about the cheering, the loyalty. Who's rooting for who in Hogwarts? Uh, McGonagall is Gryffindor, for sure. And mm -hmm. Snape is all Slytherin. Mm-hmm. If you're a random kid in Hufflepuff, who are you rooting for? Gryffindor. <laughs> if you're a random kid in, in Ravenclaw, who Gryffindor. are you rooting for? So three-fourths of the school is rooting for Gryffindor? Yep. 
And that's kind of how it's described, isn't it? Like three-fourths mm. of the stands is scarlet. Yeah. Slytherin is like the Patriots. Yeah, who roots? That's true, honestly. Is Draco Malfoy Tom Brady? I think so. Hmm. Is he deflating the snitch? <laughs> so he can't fly as fast? Might be. I wanted to point out briefly here on page 305, behind the Slytherin goalposts, 200 people were wearing green. There's 200 Slytherins? Or maybe, like, Draco's dad is there? Like, are there parents? Yeah, like Do an, parents like come to the match? Like an weekend. I mean, why not, you know? I guess. That's really the only sport there is. It's pretty easy to travel. Yeah. You can pop back in. So that's good. I like that. So there's... Like 800 people at the match? A thousand, maybe? Yeah. That's pretty big time. That's a good turnout. That's like a 1970s Indiana high school basketball game. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Do you remember once going to a Crawfordsville versus North game? Oh, no, you didn't sit with me. Quentin sat with me. Mm. You were in the the cheer block Heading up the north cheer block Do you remember this? And then you came over to my house to play yeah afterwards Uh yeah I do remember Do you remember why you were late? Oh yeah <laughs> Yeah that was bad Is that worthy Is that pod worthy or no? Uh You mean when I got pulled over? Yeah, yeah I had this like Overzealous cop uh, in Crawfordsville followed me from the basketball game and pulled me over for not signaling a lane change and then proceeded to make me get out of the car, pat me down, and make me sit in his cop car while he wrote a ticket. All in front of my little <laughs> and you sister. Were like, you were like, I can't have been drinking. You saw me at the yeah. game. I remember yeah. that. He was a total jerk. That was fun. But then you ended up on my team, I think, for yeah. Mm-hmm. And we made a run to the finals, maybe? I think so. I think, was that the night that we, we just... ended up having to play two on three and we still won? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, Kyle left. Yeah, that was pretty epic. Wow. that was That's one of the most niche segments we've ever mm-hmm. done. Like, how many people that listen to this know what yeah is? One? Rachel? My mom, she doesn't listen. Not a lot. It's not a lot. Okay. Um, okay, so just talk me through the match. What are your thoughts on the match? Lee Jordan's commentary. Slytherin's tactics. Lee Jordan's commentary, um, I could go without. Um, really? Yeah, I think he's annoying. Just too yeah. much. And um, seems like Slytherin has come with the approach of physicality. It's kind of like... Um, what what years were those Detroit Pistons that like they would just like mm. murder you if you went through the lane? The, like oh three to oh seven Pistons. Well, those them too, but I'm more thinking of like oh the, the bad, bad boys, boys like Bill Lambeer yeah. and that kind of thing, where like you come through the lane for a layup, you're getting yeah. clotheslined. Well, that's like the whole NBA in the '90s. The Pacers had the Davis brothers did the same that's thing. That's when basketball was basketball. F- Foul you twice, yeah. The Knicks and Heat like they got in those fights. Charles Oakley. Yeah. Like. That's, that was real basketball. Yeah. That was entertaining. That was. Back when men were men. Yep. No flopping. 
No fake Except hairlines. Jimmy Miller. Yeah. I'm looking at you, LeBron. Yeah. So, yeah, they're kind of employing that uh, very physical strategy, but they're getting called out on it. Madam Hooch is pretty well whistling yeah. them, right? I am, I am happy with that. Yeah. She's, she's doling out penalties as she sees fit. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Malfoy grabbing onto Harry's broom so he couldn't get to the snitch? Honestly, like, I hate him for it, but if you're not... If all that gets called for that is a penalty, like, it's worth it. Yeah, you just saved Yeah, I think it's strategy. Like, I don't like it, and, you know, they should do something more about it in the rules, I guess, but if you're Malfoy and you know you're not as good as Harry, you know you can't beat him in a straight race to the snitch, like, it makes sense. It's just good defense. It's wild to me that there's only one penalty, like, punishment. It's just one shot. There's no two-shot penalties? We can't get a flagrant foul? It, it's just a poorly regulated game. That's part of its charm, I think. It's like it's basically chaos personified. Yeah, I guess. Um, but should we spoil the ending here? I mean, like, who wins? Harry makes the heroic play. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. I was really hoping it would be somebody else this time. Well, but only one player can catch the snitch. But isn't there a point total you can get to to win? Or do you have to catch the snitch to end the game? No. I mean, the game does not end until the snitch is caught. I don't like that. Yeah. You could theoretically get up by enough points that it wouldn't matter if the other team caught the snitch. So to me, that, that should be the same. That should be a win. Gotcha. Like, first team, if you if you score 400 points, then that's... Right, if you reach a point total that is, like you said, it doesn't matter if your opponent catches the snitch, then I feel like you won. That's like a run rule situation. That would have been more satisfying to me. Just because I feel like I know how every Quidditch match is going to end now. Like, Harry's going to make the awesome play at the end. So you're left a little cold by the Quidditch Uh, final Yeah, a little You know who is not left cold? Oliver Wood. No, this is the greatest moment he of his is, life. He's very excited. Yeah. He is sobbing. Uncontrollably. Mm-hmm. So we've gotten we've no more Quidditch. That was the final. Where do we go from here? What's uh, what are you thinking for the? We've got. Oh, uh, I don't know. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven more chapters. What what's left? Uh, Sirius Black. We're going to find out who he is. Luperius. Mm-hmm. We're going to get some Luperius closure. Mm-hmm. I guess you've already predicted that that's going to occur miles under the school. Obviously. Um, any other predictions for the last seven chapters? What else we're going to get resolved? We're going to find out that Crookshanks is not as sweet as we thought. Hmm. There's some... He's in league with the Grim a little yeah, bit. Some evil going yeah. on there. It's not great. Gonna get a nice funeral for Buckbeak. I have a feeling they're gonna win the appeal and Buckbeak's not gonna die. Ooh. So much for your beef. I think that the fact that Harry is writing Buckbeak on the cover of this book with Ginny means that Buckbeak doesn't die. Well, I guess if you're going to let yourself get spoiled, then, like, what's even the point of having a podcast? (laughs) Gosh. 
Okay, uh, we gotta do Do We Care. Gotta get in some Do We Cares, you know? Okay. Do we care about Do We Care? Um, we care a little. <laughs> wow, thanks, Raiden. <laughs> we kind of care about dinner. We kind of care about dinner at this point. We do care about dinner. Uh, to let the listeners in a little bit, a couple of us are hungry. A couple of the people on yeah, the podcast right At now. least two of them. All right, so do we care? We'll make it quick. You just tell me if you care right, yes or no I'm one in. sentence. Do we care about the security trolls guarding Gryffindor Tower? Uh, we don't care. We don't care. I don't think, I don't think Even so. Even though they're trolls? I mean, no? Yeah, yeah. I don't really care right now. Okay. Do we care about Neville being unable to understand vampires? <laughs> Remember he has that vampire essay for... Lupin, do we care about the Neville versus Vampires backstory? Yeah, yeah, we do a little bit. Um, mainly just because we we care about we we're concerned the fact that they think he has the potential to be a wizard. <laughs> I just liked him going. I don't get the garlic. Does he have to eat it, or like, what's the deal with garlic? I forgot about How that. Does that yeah. work? <laughs> That's why we're doing. Do we care? Uh, do we care about this? Is this is one's little phrase a little differently? Do we care about the possibility that Ron is going to kill Crookshanks? Why do we think he's going to do that? Do Do we care? Do we care that like it's maybe kind of on the table? Ron hates Crookshanks, right? I don't think so anymore. I think he made up with Hermione. Okay, and so now, it, so we don't care about we don't that. Care. I should have asked you this between chapters. Yeah. Uh, do we care about the Wizard Post Office? The Wizard Post Office? Yeah, we didn't talk about it, but they go to that before they go to the Shrieking Shack. Mm, no, we don't care. Okay. I missed it. Do we care about the Shrieking Shack? No. no. No? We care about the fact that Gryffindor won the House Cup. We, we care about that. The Quidditch Cup. The Quidditch Cup, sorry. It's okay. Uh, do we care about the Zonko's stuff that they bought in Hogsmeade? The dung bombs and nose-biting teacups and... No, we don't. Um, let's see. We already talked about the map insult. We talked about Buckbeak. Mm -hmm. We talked about Hermione missing charms. Do we care about the fact that we're doing crystal balls now in Divination? I guess, why, why would you need that as a wizard? To see the future? No, I don't know. I'm sorry. I just... The whole divination class to me is just kind of stupid, honestly. Okay. Do we care about Harry's dream where Neville had to play Seeker and the Slytherins are writing we dragons? We do care about that. I want that to be a reality. <laughs> I want... Both of those parts? I just want them to put Neville in, period. <laughs> I think that'd be hilarious. Uh, do we care? We already talked about Lee Jordan's commentary. Do we care about these fights in the hallway? Are these going to get out of hand? I hope there's more of them. I want Quidditch to become, like, just a real rough, like, if you're going to go to a Quidditch match, you better be ready to fight. Like a, like an Irish soccer yeah. game. Yeah, exactly. Or a Central American soccer game. Those can get sketchy. Yeah. Okay. So we, we kind of care about the hallway scuffles. Mm -hmm. Do we care about the Quidditch Cup? Do we care that Gryffindor we won? We care. Okay, we, we care, care about, about that. that. That's a big deal. For wood sanity, mm -hmm. at least. Um, okay, I think that's all the Dewey cares that we've got. We care. 
you know what else we care about? We care about you, our listeners. Our wolves. <laughs> our pack of wolves. Our wolf pack. Uh, we want to thank you for listening, for making it through another episode of Muggles Perspective, in which we spent several minutes discussing fun collective nouns for animals. And a game played with a Gatorade bottle that you don't know what it is. But you should. You know? You should. It is the best. Is yeah better than Quidditch? <laughs> it's not even close. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, like Quidditch um, is just nothing compared to yeah. We appreciate you, the listeners, um, and we ask that you continue to show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing us on iTunes. I have not checked those recently. I will do that before next episode so I can give an update on how that's been going. Uh, we'd love to climb the Church Fairy Potter podcasts. We've had some success stories of people just finding us on iTunes, and that's how they became fans. So we encourage you to continue to do that so that that can keep happening. Braden, how else can they get in touch with us? They can call in and howl. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, so to do that is 978-Potter0. That is 978-768-8370. Um, that is literally a phone line that you can call and leave a voicemail with mm-hmm. a question, comment, or how. Um, yeah, you just call on your regular yep. phone. It's not. It's nothing complicated. Yep. So do it. And if you, after that, go ahead and visit our website at mugglespodcast.com that has all our social media links and email info and just cool stuff so check it out yeah so forth Uh, next week we're doing one chapter chapter 16 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban thank you to producer Jeremy for producing and generally producing and Jessica for editing and actually doing the work we greatly appreciate that (laughs) Jess. Um, until next time. See you, Braden. See you, Rogie.